0: Welcome to the Together for Good podcast brought to you by Bethany Lutheran Church in Cherry Hills Village, Colorado. Our episode today is a conversation between Pastor Gary and myself, Pastor Nate. We are calling it your mid-Lent check-in. We realized that we had never recorded a podcast introducing the Lenten season and so thought that maybe halfway through Lent it might be a good time uh, to just review what this season is about, why it can be such a gift to our life and our journey of faith together. Additionally, we wanted to encourage you, if you started off with some really good intentions at the beginning of Lent and those have fallen away, hey, here's a good podcast reminding you that it's okay to pick up that ball and keep running with it. Or maybe you had forgotten altogether that Lent was even happening and so now, halfway through, now is the perfect time to start a new spiritual discipline, all in our preparation for the great Easter celebration coming on April the 4th. I think that's enough of a preamble. You're excited, I'm excited, let's get right to it. Here's that conversation between Pastor Gary and myself, your mid-Lent check-in. Hey, welcome everybody. It's Pastor Gary and Pastor Nate. We're sitting down to talk about Lent. Uh, This is your mid-Lent check-in. We're about halfway through. We didn't really count, um, but we just sort of picked a random spot on the calendar. and said that's about halfway through Lent. To talk with you about what Lent is even about and to kind of give you some encouragement, whether you have been deeply committed to this liturgical season or whether you kind of forgot that we were even in Lent. Uh, There's a chance to restart and start anew. And that's uh, that's kind of the point of it. We believe in a gracious God, and that sort of underlines this entire um, penitential season that we find ourselves in. Um, so yeah, Pastor Gary, how's your Lent been going? Actually, pretty
1: well. And part of that, of course, is that I get so immersed in worship. Yeah. And uh, I don't know if it comes through. Hopefully it does on the cameras really well, that there's purple placed around. And yeah. that's such a wonderful way of reminding us of this Lenten season. It's an Oddity in a way because purple to me actually looks a little bit festive. Yeah. But it also has that kingship idea to it that, of course, we'll celebrate on Palm Sunday. That idea that, that Jesus is king, but it just in a new way. And so our season of Lent just reminds us of the ways that Jesus comes as a king, but in a different way than what the people of Israel expected. And sometimes we have to remind ourselves that jesus acts in ways that we don't always expect
0: yeah this the servant king isn't that the term that they use i I don't know if i've ever put that together that that's part of why our liturgical color for lent is purple is because it has that royalty feel to it and yeah to 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 tune our minds to think differently about what kingship actually means and what god's kingdom actually calls us towards the other thing that i love about lent is the right just the season of preparation. i think lent and advent are great because yeah. it's the church encouraging you to to prepare for something, to to take the time and to get excited and to look towards the future, but to kind of experience all that in the moment as well. and so the with lent, right, we're we're taking this 40-day fast to lead up to an easter celebration that's right. supposed to be joyous and triumphant and there is something more about it when you've taken the time to really reflect and kind of hold back leading
1: up to it. That, and I think that's a really important part of fasting is that it's not always about skipping a meal anymore, yeah. but it really is about reminding myself that I'm going without something as a preparatory nature to my world, that it'll just remind me, oh, I'm going without something because then it, it opens us up to that concept of sacrifice which is what we're going to experience all over the place, from Passion Sunday and through Passion Week. But when we really know that in our own self, it allows us to understand the sacrifice of God through Jesus Christ, but then it also prepares us, as you said, for this festival that will be in such a wild contrast to that, yeah. that, it, that it actually, in a way, the darker we get, the brighter the light will be. Yeah. And not that Lent has to be darkness all the time, but we do have to understand that sense of setting ourselves aside so that when that Easter celebration comes, it feels even that much more triumphant.
0: Right. And and we there's probably some musical pieces that you've noticed or maybe picked up on if you've been worshiping along with us throughout all of Lent. Lent tends to have music in minor keys, yeah. and it tends to be just a little more somber and, and almost sad. Not always. Rick does a really good job of kind of mixing it up. <laughs> yeah. um, but then Easter Sunday is very triumphant, and all the Alleluias. Oh, that's another thing. You're not supposed oh. to say Alleluia. I'm so that's sorry. Right. <laughs> During Lent, uh, and we take it all out of the liturgy. Uh, that is just this minor little form of fasting, too, that you don't yeah. use this word of highest praise in the Lenten season, so that then when Easter Sunday rolls around, everything is all right, over. yeah, we're going to have like 72 times in an hour
1: worship service. It'll be all over the place. I
0: remember I was planning, I used to plan the hymns at the congregation I served in Buffalo. And Easter is actually a whole season. It's seven Sundays yeah. long. And what I did is for the first hymn of every Sunday in in Easter, I chose a hymn that had the word Alleluia in some way, shape or form. And there was easily seven to choose from, if not one, easily. (laughs) But it's that there is something very powerful and you probably experienced it in your own life too, is that when the the anticipation and the expectation can sometimes be as important as the event itself. Right. Part of the reason that I think children love Christmas above all other holidays Mm -hmm is that all of society is geared around helping them think and anticipate that coming moment of joy. Absolutely. They have, they have, you know, it starts really after Halloween, basically, <laughs> yeah. where they have from the month of November and all of December to get ratcheted up and excited for this day. And um, that's why people love it so much. Obviously, it's, it's taking a little bit of a different tone with Lent leading into Easter. Sure. Uh, but there is just something very powerful about taking the time to slow ourselves down, to self-reflect, to, to let go of burdens that we're carrying, to repent, as the Bible says, and turn back towards God. Yeah. All of that is lead up in preparation for the joyous Easter celebration, which is actually the cornerstone of our faith. Absolutely. The resurrection right. of Jesus. We, we, You know, Christmas and Easter seem like they're on par, but really Easter is probably a more important celebration Certainly. if we had
1: to rank them. <laughs> and I think that preparation gets to the point of, we have these forty days of Lent, but they really all come to, to, to the, the rise of the importance that they should have in that week that we call Holy Week. Then the week, the word Holy actually just means set apart. Like that week is different than any other week. would's very different from the last week of Advent, mm-hmm. which is filled with more and more festivities as we go to Christmas. And here in Lent, it's filled with almost more and more sadness, so that we understand. Even that's where what we call Holy Saturday is so important that we get to Good Friday. I mean, it was a brilliant move to have Jesus told that He would be rise three days later, not the next morning, mm-hmm. because yeah. we really need yeah. we need the that time this. to just say, "Oh, yeah, this is the world. This is me. I just have to rest in this moment." And then you have the energy to meet Easter morning. I don't think we'd have the energy to eat, to meet Easter morning if it were the morning after Jesus' crucifixion.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And there is just something really important, really wise about encouraging people to I- embrace their grief and in, you're right. Right, like to recognize th- these rhythms that are baked into our church calendar are the rhythms of life that we also have to make our way through. Mm-hmm. And just as if, right, when you're at... You know, if if you had to attend a funeral, you don't want to have a celebration the next day. You're probably right. not in the emotional space for it yet. Absolutely. And all of these Lent and Holy Week kind of encourages us to to make note of those rhythms of our human life too. But they also all point us ultimately towards the hope that's always on the horizon too. Yeah. That's what's also right. Like yeah. Lent will end, I promise. Lent really will end. <laughs> um, if you're sick of it already, no, we're we're almost halfway there. But that, yeah, that even when things seem darkest, there is still hope that will shine on Easter morning. Right. Yeah. And that's that's a powerful, it's really important, I think, that's why we do it every year, to tune our lives to these rhythms, to embrace this biblical wisdom that's been a part of the Christian tradition right. since the very beginning.
1: And we realize this Lent might be a bigger challenge for that. Yeah. Because we don't have it around our culture even as much right now and sometimes people are like we've been living in Lent for a year uh-huh. and and just waiting for the dawn and so pandemic has created a different tone about Lent but that's why this is called the the mid-Lent checkup yeah. maybe you're like I can't take 40 days of Lent yeah. and really you know, we under we get it we, we understand totally it. it I mean even we're doing a preaching series because you asked in the midst of this because right. we weren't sure we could preach Forty days of Lent. We needed to break even ourselves as your pastors from all that that means. But now's the perfect time to say, "Okay, I can settle into this." If if you haven't really immersed yourself in it, now's the time, and to say it'll be it'll really be okay. Mm-hmm. These three weeks that we have coming up, it'll be okay. And yeah, it's funny because planning Lenten worship and executing. Lenten worship is a very big deal for pastors, huh. but the reason that it's such a big deal is in the back of our mind, we're always saying, but what are we gonna do on Easter? But what are we gonna, gonna do on Easter? That's what makes Lent more exciting yeah. is, is that fact that we have that. So, So for your prayer life, if you feel like, maybe I wasn't gonna take 40 days to really intentionally work on my prayer life, I might take twenty. Yeah, maybe you're gonna say, "Yeah, I wasn't gonna set aside money for the poor." That that classic sense of alms giving, all through Lent this year, I'm gonna probably wait for my stimulus check. Even you know, what I mean, there's some realities about our world right now. Yeah, but it's a great way to think about. Oh, but when that comes, what does that mean? And will alms giving be a part of my Lenten spiritual experience as I think about the poor? And so that's why. You know, we're, we're having world hunger now kind of come to the fore in what we do here after having a really successful food and diaper drive. Now we set our sights you know, kind of to the world and the needs of the world through world hunger. These are really ways to deeply immerse ourselves in what it means to be people of, of repentance, of sacrifice, and of people who say, I wanna be spiritually enriched through what i give up so that when easter comes it feels like it just floods over me in joy yeah oh
0: well said i love the way you put that and i mean that's what i wanted to get at too is just that it is good for you all, all of these things yeah uh, it, yeah it, it's it's hard and we were you know as we were prepping for Lenten worship and planning this we had the real discussion of like do we even want to do Lent this year? Uh, yeah. It, again, it's feels like we've been doing Lent for twelve,
1: twelve months now. Yeah, just so you know, <laughs> I, I lobbied for twenty days of Lent, and I got voted <laughs> down. People said no. People really expect forty days, so I really was <laughs> lobbying for twenty days
0: Lent. So, <laughs> uh, but in the same sense, the the forty days of Lent are, you know, it, it's just important for us to. Yeah, to acknowledge our pain a lot of times too and to not pretend like the last 12 months have been a uh, walk in right. the daisies either. And so we can bring all of that into this season. But yeah, with the with the 20 days that are left, in case you weren't aware, there's some particular practices that tend to be associated with Lent. Prayer, fasting, repentance, and almsgiving are like the core four. And I don't know where those come from exactly or why <laughs> I know that. Uh, but those are the four that tend to be associated with Lent. And and all of these are just great ways to, to, to take the opportunity to reconnect with God in in these various avenues. Maybe you've yeah been feeling really weighed down by the last twelve months, and so it would be good to just scale back to simplify and to commit yourself to one of these practices um, to kind of retune your life. That's the way I like to think about it mm-hmm. too. You take your car in for a tune up. <laughs> Lent's kind of a tune up in a lot of ways. Yeah. Um, or you know the other way I've been thinking about this too. I have to unplug my modem at my house sometimes, right? Oh, like you oh, come oh. in and it's just the internet's not working. What's going on? Oh, just <laughs> unplug the unplug the modem for you know count to count to forty and then plug it back in. I think that's what Lent is.
1: <laughs>
0: unplug for forty days or you know twenty. Unplug for twenty a little bit. You know, let some things go fast from this that or the other yeah. thing, and then in in order to fully enter into the joy of Easter as a new person, to experience new life in some very tangible ways on that Easter morning. Yeah.
1: And that's why when we get to Easter, we want it to be such a contrast. Right. And the contrast from the what you'll see in the sanctuary, if you were able to be in, in person for part of what we do on Good Friday or watching on the live stream, and then what we'll do for Easter Sunday, we hope you'll go, oh, that's different. Yeah. That's new, it is new. It, 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 but it, but it can't be new unless we decide that that part of our these next twenty days becomes new. You know, if, if we say we're just we're just going to live and and try to skirt by Lent and there just get us to yeah. Easter, it'll be like oh then Easter will be pretty. I don't want Easter to be pretty. I want Easter to be magnificent.
0: Yeah, and that is the promise of the resurrection. Exactly, it yeah. is such a sharp contrast from Good Friday. And what happens on the cross, all the ugliness of humanity then gives way towards the beauty and the glory of God's promises on Easter morning. And, and we're invited to enter into those moments and those movements. But you're right, yeah, if, we don't, if you don't take advantage of the next 20 days, right. you, you, could, you could really miss out. Um, and so, yeah, more than anything, this is also just a, a, a word of encouragement from your pastors Absolutely. on that topic. Uh, that you would yeah, embrace the gift that Lent can be, uh, even though it's difficult. Sometimes, as I tell my children all the time, sometimes the hard things are the best things. <laughs> um, and yeah, maybe these next 20 days for you. Just so you know, there's um, there's a prayer room here at Bethany that has a lot of great opportunities and prayer stations. That's a really interesting way to engage your prayer life in some creative ways. You can just sign up for that for a time slot there. Uh, We're going to continue to come out with podcasts that kind of train you in different spiritual practices. There's also Wednesday worship every night on the live stream. Those are creative and different, but also meant to be a place of rest and respite for you in the middle of a week. There's Sunday morning live stream as well, where we'll hear hymns in minor keys, but also (laughs) um, some words of hope sprinkled in along
1: the way of our Lenten journey. Pastor Gary, anything to add before we let people go? I think just the fact that more than anything else, The practices we engage in, sometimes we do because they feel like I should do this. Hmm. And we feel like, okay, I'm going to take on this practice. And sometimes you might say to yourself, I don't feel really particularly spiritual about this. Well, you might not about everything, but you might be surprised. I'm going to practice fasting, and all of a sudden, it becomes spiritual. I'm going to practice repentance, and it becomes spiritual. Yeah. So part of the reason we say they are Lenten practices is because we don't call them Lenten spiritualities. Because I can't guarantee what, what you're going to be, how so your true. spirit's going to be moved in the midst of that. But I know that practice can open up the opportunity to move your spirit.
0: Well said, yeah. And practice within all other realms of my life, we understand that as being... Not necessarily something that's fun and exciting. Yeah, right. <laughs> I hated basketball practice. I love playing in the games. <laughs> yeah. But I, like, practice was very rarely a lot of fun, but it was extremely valuable too. Yeah, uh, And these practices are valuable because they train your mind, your body, your spirit, and tune you, again, the, the, the tune-up analogy, tune you back towards all the ways that God's already present and reaching out to you and
1: wanting to connect. That's really what it does for us. So we hope this Lenten check-in just opened that up to you anew. Maybe you were like, oh, I was into this, and I wasn't sure I was going to complete it for the next 20 days, and and now you will, and you might say, I really haven't started anything yet. It's not too late. It's not not too too late lent lent will be here for a while um it's never too late to enter into a spiritual discipline
0: absolutely our god is gracious and always willing to give a second and third and fourth chance so we uh thanks for listening and as always thanks for sharing this with friends and family who also might be wondering about what this funny lent thing is send it along as encouragement to those folks as well thanks for listening everyone blessings all stay in peace